It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, welcome to Premier League Daily. Another episode, another day and plenty of football action to get our teeth stuck into. I'm Niall McCorn and here in the studio with me today, I've got Steve McNaughton. Hello, Hi, Steve. Hi, mate. Hi. We've got Marley Anderson. Hello, Marley. Hello. How are we doing? And we're going to be talking about all the moving and shaking that's going on in the Premier League. Just two days to go until the transfer window closes. Although it never closes, it always seems to slam shut, doesn't it? That's what people like to say when the, uh, when the deadline approaches. Thursday, 5pm. That's when you've got to get your business done by... And still plenty of stuff going on in terms of transfers in and out of Premier League football clubs. So we're going to be talking on today's episode of Premier League Daily about Gary Cahill. He's signed with Crystal Palace. How useful a signing could that be for the Eagles? Also, Neil Morpé has joined Brighton and Hove Albion. How will that help their survival chances in the Premier League this season? And the Laurent Koscielny Arsenal saga appears to be over as well. He's wanted out for ages and finally it looks like he's got his own way. Just €5 million Euros back to France to Bordeaux if reports are to be believed. But let's get stuck straight into it. I want to start with Crystal Palace. Mm. In terms of transfers this summer, Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. Where's he going? Is he staying? Is he going to Arsenal? Everton are interested. Lots of different talking points about Zaha. But Gary Cahill's joined the club. Mm. Is that a good bit of business from Roy Hodgson? He's a very experienced defender. But if you look at his record over the last season or so, he's barely played a game. Well, well, that meant that he's a replacement for Zahar, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Stick him on the wing. <laughs> right, Wilf, you can go now. We've got Gary. We're going to sit Gaz on the wing. I um, my, my initial thoughts, and I thought, oh, that's a quite a smart move by Crystal Palace. Uh, but then I look on the Crystal Palace website, because admittedly I'm not massively up on, on all things Crystal Palace. <laughs> um, first thing I noticed is that they've got um, a fair amount of defenders in the squad already. Uh, you know, I'm thinking Alexis Scott Dan, you know, Mamadou Saku. Martin Kelly, um, you know, now Gary Cahill, Patrick Van Anholt, um, James Tompkins as well. So they, they do have a kind of wealth of experience, you know, experience at the back. And I'm not sure he's going to play that much at Palace either. Sure, Looking th- at them defenders, I don't know about you. I think I think it's a decent signing. Um, as in, when when we remember Gary Cahill last playing, he wasn't that bad. I don't. Oh think. no, he was I, a good he got, player. He got a yeah. bad rep at Chelsea, but from the fans because. 
when it all sort of went wrong under Conte, they were like, oh, Cahill's too old, he's shite, and then all this stuff. And it was like, he's, he got sort of scapegoated a little bit. Yeah. But since then, like you like you mentioned, he hasn't played for a year, so you don't really know what play you're getting. And he's a 30, is he 34 now? 33, I think, yeah. yeah. I don't know when he's 34 so. in December or Marley. Right, 34, fair. right, so oh, he'll yeah. be you know, 34 by the time the season ends. And when, when It's a two-year deal, so he's going to yeah. be 35 yeah. by the time, you know, 35 and a half by the time yeah. the deal's over. I'm not sure about it. I don't think it's that bad a signing, but the thing for me is like they Palace don't need de- defenders. Nah. They, they desperately need attackers. Yeah, and I really worry about Palace, like in terms of how they're going to do this season. Because mm. last year, I don't think there was that many teams worse than Palace. Mm. If it wasn't for Zaha, it was looking grim at one point yeah. for them, yeah. wasn't it? And, and think, then Zaha think... just all of a sudden went right. I want to move. I'm mm. going to start playing so I can show how good I am and yeah. I can leave in the summer. Put himself in the shop window. And he just ripped them, like, he just got them all the way, won about yeah. a million penalties. Well, Milivojevic's penalty was their top scorer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty but much. You, you've got to look where the goals are coming from and they certainly aren't coming from Gary Cahill, are they? Well, few goals, maybe. But. Yeah, in terms of midfielders, I think they're looking at bringing in Victor Camaressa and by the reports that are going around, it's a pretty pretty much a straight shootout between Palace and Burnley. Yeah. But if I read you the, the Gary Cahill statement, he said, I'm glad to be here. I think it's a good opportunity for me to continue my career in the Premier League and to play in a good, exciting team. I'm hungry to prolong my career as long as I possibly can. Now, if I'm a Palace fan, that's not filling me with the most. <laughs> no. I want to be here. I'm going to get stuck in. It's, it's convenient. I, it's in London. Yeah. It's in the Premier League. I can pick up a decent amount of money a week. Yeah. I'm yeah. probably going to pre- play a few games. Yeah. I've got a gaffer who used to manage me at England level who knows me well. It's yeah. very much a comfortable, comfortable sign. Yeah, he's not being pushed though. He's just kind of set out to pasture really, isn't it, at yeah. Crystal Palace? And it's interesting because I don't know how much money they're going to pay him per week. Mm. Uh, but like I said earlier, I'm not sure he's going to start that many games for Palace either. Uh, I felt for him last year because he was really frozen out at Chelsea. I mean, just the, the two Prem starts and the four Europa League starts is... Is, is not good and, and there will be a question mark I think about his fitness as well um, so yeah you know if he can repeat the form of 2016-17 which was undeniably his best season at Chelsea happy days but I'm not convinced well we've been harnessing some Premier League predictions over the last couple of days from some of our contributors here on Premier League Daily Alex Hilton the comedian who's currently performing at Edinburgh Fringe Festival has Crystal Palace finishing fifth from bottom. Sam Lee, Manchester City correspondent at The Athletic, has Palace again fifth, sixth bottom. A lot of people suggesting they will be in that bottom half of the table, but they'll stay up. Mm -hmm. From what you were saying, Marley, maybe that might be a little bit more uh, treacherous than than Palace fans might think. Yeah, because I just think of the business they've done. They've lost, you know, Wambasaka, who is absolutely mega for them. Uh, They haven't signed a right back this summer. Uh, Zaha still looks like he's going to leave um, but it's a case of whether Everton are actually interested enough to pay 55 apparently going back in for him today two days to go they haven't yeah, got long go. I mean, yeah. and Everton have shit loads of cash for some reason I've said it before on <laughs> the podcast every episode is every like episode. where are they getting this money <laughs> yeah, from yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, as a Liverpool fan I'm like <laughs> you know but uh, I, th- I think they'll, I think he'll, he'll end up going there before tea time on Thursday night yeah if Zaha does go that is surely alarm bells. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, if you can't yeah. if you can't replace him, the, the, Palace need to bring someone in anyway. I think yeah. just in case, because if he goes, let's just say six hours before the deadline, you can't 
you've got to be working on something, a plan B, just in case he goes, because you can't leave yourself short in that department, as Marley says, yeah. which got you so many goals and yeah. so many opportunities last I season. I think they'll have something lined up, uh, sh- should that the worst-case scenario happen for them. I think you know, they're, they're a pretty switched-on club in that respect, um, so I expect something to, to happen if, if there's a hard thing you know, moves forward. I think Crystal Palace won't want it to go to Thursday. I think it's probably going to happen in the next, you know, 24, 48 hours maybe if it's going to happen. Um, you know, but I like like I say, it's, um, uh, well, 48 hours would be Thursday, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably going to happen in the next 24 yeah. hours or so. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll have a plan B and will the plan B appease the Crystal Palace fans when they've lost the biggest player I'm not so sure but in terms of, of, of predictions I, I'd probably go with the consensus and think they'll finish 5th fifth, fifth or 6th from bottom um, and I think you know there's other teams going to be in that mix including Marley's boys Newcastle I'm struggling to see where Palace are going to score goals from if Zaha yeah. goes I mean what's going to yeah. Milivojevic can't score 50 penalties a season no. he can't score 50 free kicks a season I think well, Crystal Palace's best player this year might well be VAR for penalties yeah it's a good <laughs> because Milivojevic I think he's only ever scored one goal from open play so people talk about him as a, a goal scoring midfielder he's absolutely not what is he is he's like seven is and it... a half mil on fantasy football yeah, as well isn't he I, yeah yeah and that's purely because of his penalties because everyone had him in last season for five mil and everyone was like oh he gets, gets a penalty every week because Zaha just takes the piss out of everyone and Gets tripped in the box, basically. Yeah, well, you're removing that, aren't you, if, if Zaha leaves? Exactly, you know, yeah. Because they kind of batten passes to Andros Townsend, really, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, and Andros then, Townsend's on, probably the most creative player now. Yeah. And, he and on do his day, he, you know, he, he does do it, but... Uh, yeah, worrying. I think it's worrying. Yeah, I don't think Palace will go down because, like we've said so many times on Premier League Daily, I think there are three worst teams in Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Yeah. And, and you know, you could even point at the two that have come up out of Norwich and Sheffield United. I think those two will really struggle this yeah, season. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to predict at the start of a campaign. Yeah. You just never know uh, what might happen. They'll get sucked in. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be in that mix. And I think, you know, they're a funny team, Palace, because like like so many around them, like you said, if they get on a run of losing four or five games, suddenly they're hard kind to of, stop the it's rot. hard to stop the rot. And then before yeah. you know it, you get into Christmas and you're in the bottom two and it's like, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's panic stations in January then, isn't it? The funny thing is, as well, we're, we're mentioning this, they beat City at the Etihad last season. Yeah. Which is like, that just proves that we can't predict Palace mm. because they're that they have been that consistently inconsistent, inconsistent. Yeah, that they could do something like that, but with just, it, with, without going, without Zaha and Wambasaka, um, and you know they signed Jordan Ayew and Gary Cahill, they're not upgrades in any way. No, well let's keep a focus on that bottom half of the table. I want to talk about Brighton and Hove Albion because they've been on the slight low key level, splashing the cash. They spent twenty five million pounds on Adam Webster from Bristol City, which he's Bri- the centre half, he's centre back, yeah. sort of a, a rangy, tall centre half, but he's he's a bit of a Rolls Royce of a player. He can carry the ball out from the back and a really er- elegant footballer. Yeah, um, I've watched a lot of Webster, so I think he could be a good sign for okay. them yeah. um, but Neil Morpé has also signed from Brentford the 22 year old has put pen to paper 28 goals for Brentford in all competitions last season again we've said about Billy Sharp at Sheffield United Timo Pukki at Norwich City Neil Morpé I mean 28 goals is no record to be sniffed at but can he translate that from championship level into Premier League level is that the firepower Brighton need to keep themselves uh, above water this season it's a risk isn't it I mean Graham Potter knows the championship pretty well. Uh, Brighton were in for for Daniel James, I think, before Man United sort of came in and blew them out the water, kind of thing for him. Um, it's that it's that thing. It's that step up. It's Brighton choosing to take a risk on on a uh, a young player who scored a lot in the championship. I think the one difference between him and 
Billy Sharp, for example, is his age. Yeah. Like he's got he's got the athletic ability. He's pretty quick. Mm. Um, he's got the the physical attributes maybe to to sort of adapt them and run in behind defenses in the Premier League and cause a few problems. Um, with Brighton, I think I I I don't think they'll be that bad. I've no. got a. I think Graham Potter plays good football. Mm-hmm. I think they've signed some decent players. Like oh, yeah. Trossard looks out, looks half decent. Totally from, agree, they yeah. took yeah. from Belgium. Yeah. Um, and the likes of Lacardia and Johan Baksh. Uh, yeah, is it Johan Baksh, the yeah. Iranian yeah, fellow? Let's not even yeah. get into that. It's not. Hard to, it's not <laughs> the easiest to pronounce. But yeah. he did well though um, with that. I've got to remember. Uh, yeah. 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 Nailed he's it. Do, he's, he's he's got a lot more to give. Um, and as well, they'll have a bit of money if they sell Lewis Dunk as well. Um. Who's after dunk at the minute? Because that went quiet, didn't it? Leicester, Leicester were might at be kind of. Yeah, but I mean, I think Tarkovsky's Leicester... also on the radar, isn't he? As well, yeah, but everyone's getting quoted at forty million plus. So Leicester well, are going to have to spend the, forty million. The Aki price just—I know we're going slightly off piste, but I've seen the Aki price is yeah. set at seventy-five million. Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, absolutely. But I mean, you talk about Brighton. I said about undisclosed fee for Neil Morpay, but yeah. twenty million pounds is is roughly the quoted figure for the yeah. transfer. So for 25 million for Webster, 20 million for Morpay, 45 million, two proven championship players. Yeah. Trossard was about 25 as well. So there we go. So what's that? 70 million, 60 million-ish that yeah. they've spent. So, I mean, three players unproven at Premier yeah. League level, but for 70 million pounds, is that a risk worth taking as Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club? I think so. I mean, admittedly, I've, I don't know a great deal about Morpay. In fact, I've just kind of Googled it and spelt his name wrong. That's, that's how much <laughs> you know, because it's it's completely what I didn't expect it to be. But, you know, he's, he plays week in, week out. He's relatively injury-free, you know, 43 championship games last season and 42 the season before. So he, he's reliable. And, you know, 25 last season and 12 the season before. I think for a team like Brighton, that, at 20 million quid, we say, and I think that might be a smart piece of business. In the current climate, yeah, I think Brighton as well. You know, we we say about you know taking chances. It's hard to to buy Premier League proven players because, as we've just said, they cost forty million plus. Mm. Yeah. So you are going to spend. You can get two players that you have to take a risk on, that you can potentially turn for profit. More pay, Trossard, these kind of mm. these kind of players. You can turn them for a profit if you need to in the in the future. You can get the money back if you yeah. need to, um, and you can get two players for the price of one. Because mm. if you go and try and sign. Say, let's say Nathan Ake, for example, yeah. is someone who's done well at another Premier League club. You get you're going to pay a minimum fifty million quid, and Brighton yeah. haven't got that money. Yeah, will they finish above Newcastle United next season, Marley? No, <laughs> I, I think they will. Of course they won't. Yeah, I think they will. Um, exciting times for Newcastle fans in terms of who you've brought in because there's some quite sort of maverick players. I mean, Alan yeah. Saint Maximine, um, obviously Joe Linton. Yep. We've spoken about these players on the podcast before, but. Mm-hmm. Like Steve was saying, under the radar signings. These uh, these are signings that have played in sort of top European leagues. Mm-hmm. They obviously going to have a chance to test themselves now in, in the top league in Europe. Yeah, um, the one the one difference between us under Rafa Benitez and us going into this season uh, is we're a, a much more dynamic team now. Like Rafa was like, right, we'll be solid and we'll be hard to beat and we'll win the matches we're meant to win, kind of thing, and it worked. No, no, no doubt about that. We've got a worse manager now, but we've I think we've got a better starting eleven because we've got players like last season we didn't have anyone until Almiron came in, and possibly Josie Perez who's now gone. Um, we didn't have anyone that could run at someone and take them on. Whereas because Rondon was a target man, he yeah. was very he was like if I go shoulder to shoulder to you, you're knackered. Mm. Whereas Joe Linton is six foot one. He can run at players and he can also back into them. He's not afraid to to mix it with them a bit. Yeah, yeah. Which is fact. I know he's unproven. I know he's you know 
yeah, a lot of money and what have you, whatever you want to say about him. Um, but he's he looks good in pre-season. He's done well. He's applied himself. He looks well, decent. He's, he's won a penalty and scored a goal, hasn't he, in two games in pre-season? Can't so argue he's with scored it. twice. So he's twice scored twice now, begging pardon. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, and then we've just brought in um, Alanson Maximan from, from Nice. And if it, you look at his, his dribbling... He's insane. It's stupid how good yeah, he is at dribbling. Insane. Is there a Selfridges in Newcastle? Because I think yeah, if he raided yeah, the Gucci section, he's going to get a uh, Honestly, I've already bought a Gucci headband. I'm just waiting for him to bang a hat trick in on the first day of the I'll come in dressed head to toe in Gucci. And 300 quid well spent on a headband. He's, in, he's an interesting character. And, and Phil, who obviously uh, does the podcast as well, uh, quite regular, uh, big Newcastle fan, um, he showed me a video of, of Saint Ma- San Maxim. Is that how you San Maximan. San Maximan. Um, yeah. And and I was a I thought wow he's a serious baller yeah uh, you know he looks like he's going to be very tricky and the other guy they signed someone called Jetro Jetro Willems Willems yeah uh, and he's back. a guy who um, was asked about his his dream five side team and he put himself in every position <laughs> yeah. so you know there's some really interesting characters coming into <laughs> Newcastle and the, the, yeah. I think the challenge is is going to be how Steve Bruce manages all them because he's not someone I don't think who's particularly well known for. Excellent man management, man management. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Rafa was very much school teacher, wasn't he? You know, teacher pupil relationship with his players. Um, Like to manage by conflict as well with his board. And I think um, the only concern I have is whereas Rafa made you quite difficult to break down, and you were always, you know, going to be in for a game against Newcastle. I think now being a bit more expansive against some of these teams Mm. that are really quick in the Premier League. They might be on the receiving end of a, th- a few, two, three, four nils. Where you that was quite a rarity under Rafa, wasn't it? You wouldn't yeah. really get spanked by anyone. No, no, it's um, point, yeah. So I, I, it's it's going to be interesting, and I think um, there's lots to be optimistic about for, for Newcastle in that regard. But I think it's strap yourselves in. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, what do you think? Let us know at the Sports Social on Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Let us know your Premier League predictions. Who's going to go down next season? Are you a Crystal Palace fan? Are we doing your club a disservice? Perhaps you're a Newcastle United fan like Marley here and you think you will stay up and everyone's writing you off. Get in touch and let us know at the Sports Social on Twitter. Don't forget also, if you have an Amazon Alexa device, don't forget to ask Alexa to enable Sports Social for daily updates on your team whenever you want them. But we're going to take a quick break now and afterwards we're going to talk about Laurent Koscielny as the way he's left Arsenal left a bitter taste in the mouth for Gooners and also Wayne Rooney could he be on his way back to England more after this Premier League Daily from Sports Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode Premier League Daily from Sports Social Welcome back to Premier League Daily from Sports Social. I'm Niall in the studio. We've got Steve, we've got Marley. We've been talking about defenders mainly and mainly in the bottom half of the table. We're going to go to the top half of the table and talk about Arsenal and their defenders because I think if they don't sign a defender or two in the next Mm. two days, things are going to go downhill big time yeah. and I think Arsenal are going to get a shock because yeah. they are very top heavy they've got a lot of excellent attacking players Aubameyang Lacazette now Nicolas Pepe they've got Ozil as well he can thread a through ball when he feels like it and when he fancies you know pulling, his, pulling his finger out absolutely Thabaios even a good midfield player they've brought in from Real Madrid but defensively 
They've lost another defender. Mustafi is a car crash of a defender, if, if I may say so myself. Rob Holding seems to always be injured. And mm. now they've lost Laurent Koscielny. Looks like he's on his way to Bordeaux yeah. for a measly 5 million euros. Yeah, that's insane. If you're an Arsenal fan, what are your thoughts on Laurent Koscielny? He's been an excellent servant to the club. There is absolutely no denying yeah. that. Yeah. But the way he's thrown his toys out of the pram, refused to go on a pre-season tour, refused to play games trying to engineer a move away. He just did not want to be at Arsenal Football Club by the end and he's gone for a very, very cheap €5 million. Euro. If you're an Arsenal fan, what are your thoughts on that? Has that th- tarnished his legacy a bit? I think so, yeah. I think that there's there's always a more amicable way to do things and I think it's probably a bit more constructive to go to the board and say, I've been here for a number of years, give great service. I just, I'm, a, I'm French, I want to go back home and, and sign for a club uh, You know, in, in that country. With your blessing, will I be able to move on? I think... That's a, that's a way that you probably try and tackle it. But I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on. I don't know the reasons why he's super unhappy, but to kind of literally down tools in that respect in pre-season, which is a, it's vital for Arsenal this summer, is is extremely disrespectful to the fans and the club who, who have given him a lot of support. Because let's have it quite right. He, he's a guy who's made some a lot of errors over the years, you know, when he's been playing uh, in that first-team squad. But like you say... Looking at Arsenal's central defenders, it, it leaves it leaves a hole there. Um, you know, they'll start with Socrates, won't he? Uh, you know, most weeks he's their yeah, best defender. He's their he? best. You know, it, Mustafi. I think he, is he injured at the minute, Mustafi. Unfortunately, not. No. Right, oh, oh, right, he plays okay. like he, he's injured. He played. Right. Yeah, he played. Um, I think did he play Real Madrid at the weekend? Was it? Was it Real? Barcelona it? In, in that is it one? Gam- oh, the Gamper, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Barcelona um, and Mustafi. <laughs> so Arsenal were winning. I think it was 2-1 and Mustafi came on in 87 minutes and Barcelona scored in the 90th. <laughs> I did see that. Suarez <laughs> it was Suarez, Suarez yeah. must have thought when he looked over to, over to the board he thought, yes, get in. He's coming on. They, Three yeah. minutes later, 2-2, goes did, to penalties, Barcelona win. Is, is that what happened, is it? Yeah, right, I, I, didn't, so. I didn't see it. But um, it, it's funny because I, I hear that they have um, really high hopes about Rob Holden um, you know, yes. as, as a centre-back and... Mm. and Emery's uh, good evening is, uh, <laughs> is, is is putting is putting you know a lot of hope in, into Rob Holden you know really yeah. kicking on this season and I think he might kind of see him as a future leader in that you know the Arsenal's dressing room but the thing is with Arsenal's transfer windows when they're so chaotic um, you know when they kind of need to sign players and when they need to go after players because it seems there's no strategy around it there's no kind of like right okay we need to go and sign. ABC this this summer or this winter to make us a better team. It's like I mean they've got two days to go and they've just lost a centre half and and, the talk- and their defence is weak anyway. And they're talking about signing you know there's rumours about Coutinho on loan coming in mm. and it's just kind of like, like Unai Emery's trying to maybe just top load the team and score yeah. as many goals as possible because yeah. they know they're going to be leaky as at the back. Brendan Rodgers team of 2014. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean this is the thing, right? There's an age-old cliche in football which is if you don't, I mean the the basis of a successful team is a quality defence. Yeah. And it's a foundation it's of a team. Absolutely. And if yeah. you look at the Arsenal teams of years gone by, the successful ones, yeah. always had a decent keeper, reliable keeper, David Seaman yeah. or Layman or whoever yeah. it was. You know, you sent halves, Campbell, Tony Adams, even Martin Keown. And Steve Bold as Steve well. Steve Bold. Know. And then yeah. the two fullback, Dixon, Ashley Cole yeah. and, and Laurent. Winterburn. And, 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 you know, it's just, just like, just they're just on, a... Silvino. was a good player. There has been some stinkers over the years, though. We've got to say, I mean, Kieran Gibbs, dodgy ankle, dodgy knee, as they used to sing about him because he was always right, injured. Okay, so yeah. um, apparently he's good at West Brom, so I'm told, Kieran Gibbs. But anyway, that's beyond yeah. the point. What I'm trying to say is there was always a conveyor belt or a bank yeah, or, yeah, or sort one. of a production line, yeah. not not maybe from their own academy, but yeah. certainly they were always scouting yeah, and looking Bellerin for the next looking one. At, looking at the team now, Bellerin was a, 
a youth product and all the rest of it. And he looks he looks all right, but then it seems to have sort of dried up, like you say. But I mean, what's happened? What's yeah. happened to Arsenal? Why have they lost sight of the no fact that their defence is the key part of their team? It was always, I know they've got a different manager now and we've yeah. got to say Arsene Wenger operates in a different right way to Emery. We have to say that yeah. because that's fact. But, I mean, you can't take your eye off the ball defensively. No, not, not, not in the not Premier League. And the thing is, they've got, I, I, I actually rate the Arsenal keeper. They've got, you know, Burn Leno in goal. Leno, I think yeah. he's actually a decent keeper. Um, certainly kind of one of the best in the league for me. But, you know, you've got, you can't leave him so exposed, you know, week in, week out with, with having a defence in front of him that he might not necessarily have a lot of confidence in. He's just going to be firefighting, isn't he? I exactly. He's going to putting out fires everywhere like, oh shit, Mustafi's made another mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got to come you know, 30 yards out yeah, make a slide tackle you know. and whatever. Let us know, but, by the way, at Sports Social on Twitter, have any of you got Mustafi in your fantasy team this year? Uh, I, I should point out, by the way, it wasn't penalties before. It was the 90th minute winner that's why I scored when Mustafi Fair came enough. on. I, like I said, that's even it. worse. <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't have the benefit of seeing it, so I was taking your lead on that. Uh, but if you are playing fantasy football this year, you can join our league, can't you, Marley? The yep. code is uh, AJR338. Perfect stuff. Make sure you join it. That's uh, the official Premier League fantasy football. So we're all going to be playing in that. If you can finish above me, then you've uh, you've uh, done. You came second bottom. You, you, yeah, you come <laughs> second not, bottom. I come, I come near that position every time I do a fantasy <laughs> league, and they've wrote me in this week. I think there's a bit of a, a, a get together to sort teams out on that this week, and it's just. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the uh, the Newcastle of the. Uh... Oh, <laughs> low blow. We've still got five minutes to go, Steve. Absolute <laughs> bear pit. Now you've said that. AJR three three eight is the code. Fantasy Premier League. Get involved. Let's talk about a few of the other talking points just quickly before we wrap up today's yeah. Premier League daily. Wayne Rooney. I know this isn't strictly a Premier League topic, but Wayne Rooney coming back to England could be joining Derby County in a mm. player-coach role. Apparently, as we as we speak, he's at the training ground, so it must be going bloody well. I read it on Twitter last night, and I was like, oh, come on, that's, that's bullshit. And then I looked into it, and I was like, oh, Christ, Like it actually does seem to be happening. Apparently, he flew in overnight, mm. uh, and he's talking, talking to them today, and all of a sudden, I think Burnley and West Brom have been linked with uh, making last-ditch bids. <laughs> so everyone's <laughs> like, oh, shit, he could be coming back to England. How much money have we got? Can we offer yeah. him a coaching role in the future and all the rest of it? I think he, he's what Wayne Rooney's probably looking at, and, and I think he's done relatively reasonably well in, in, in the MLS, and he's you know he scored some great goals, and I think we'll all remember that kind of bursting run back and him setting up the attack yeah, to win that game, that was fantastic. Uh, which, was, which was unreal. I think he's probably looking at what Frank Lampard's done and what Steven Gerrard's done up at Rangers as well, and probably thought, actually... I can probably turn me on to this a bit later. Uh, do you know what, though? I said this about Paul Scholes when he went in and took the Oldham job. I said, listen, I might be wrong because he learned under one of the best managers ever in Sir yeah. Alex Ferguson, but I do not see Paul Scholes as a type of football manager. I just can't see it. He lasted 31 days at Oldham Athletic. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Rooney, for me, fits the exact same mould. As good as a footballer he is, he just doesn't seem like manager material. And Why I don't know I, I don't know what it is. There's just I, I, Sometimes you just get a sense. I don't want to write him off because he's not even done the job. Yeah, and I, yeah. I would love... To listen to this back in two years' time and be like, oh, I was so wrong about yeah, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, yeah. Is it I not, really wish I was, but I just can't see it. Is it not just the it. way he is like when he does interviews? He's like... Possibly. And Maybe Paul Scholes was the same. He was a little bit sheltered, wasn't he? He didn't yeah, really like maybe. the limelight, which yeah. was a shock for me when he came out as a as a TV pundit. Anyway, we'll have to watch this space with that one. Wayne Rooney, possibly mm. at Derby County. Yeah. Of course, Manchester United's record goal scorer. And also, in terms of transfers, Harry Wilson possibly joining Bournemouth, maybe on a loan deal. What sort of a move would that be for the lad? I, I don't want him to leave Liverpool, uh, to be quite honest. You know, when, when I look at what he did at Derby last season and, and the impact he's made in pre-season where he's got himself you know, amongst the goals, 
for Liverpool along with Ryan Brewster as well. I think for me, I just think give him a chance. You know, get him in the kind of match day squad. Yes, he's not going to start many games, but Liverpool will have a very busy se- season this year because they've obviously they're off to Qatar in December for the World Club Championship. Sure. Um, you know, there's obviously the small matter of the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, and, and Premier League and Champions League. So Liverpool need um, to utilise the squad properly to keep hold of him. And I let him develop, give him a chance to get in the team and do something. If it doesn't work out like it didn't for Solanke, by all means, do the deal. But see, it feels a bit premature to me. I think me. Bournemouth and Liverpool yeah. seem to have a good relationship over the last year or so. They've yeah, we take loads of money off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Ibe, fifteen Klein, million. Christ. Jordan Ibe, and then yeah. uh, Solanke. Yeah. Um, but I think with, twenty million for Solanke. Well. Yeah, yeah. rising to twenty-five as well. Goal, yeah. He's barely yeah. played a game. Um, yeah. David Brooks got injured for Bournemouth, so he looks like he's going to be out for three months at least. Right, okay. I think he's had surgery on an ankle issue. Don't quote me okay. on that, I'm not sure, but he's not going to play the start of the season. Yeah. They signed him from Sheffield United for in the upper teens, I think, in terms of million pounds. Maybe Wilson is that lone replacement to try and fit that gap that Bournemouth might be lacking with the, with the loss of Brooks. I prefer a loan for him with a view to him coming back. And genuinely, I've got high hopes about, about Harry Wilson, and like I have with Ryan Brewster as well. Liverpool obviously lost the striking in storage from the squad when they let him go in, in summer and I think Ra- uh, it's Rafa uh, Jürgen <laughs> is really um, uh, really likes Brewster and I think I'd like Harry Wilson to get that level of attention so I think if he did go to Bournemouth on loan with the promise of him playing week in week out you know um, to get his Premier League teeth cut should we say properly mm. I'd be in favour of that but what I don't want us to do is kind of bring the lad through the, the, the system yeah. and then sell him for 25 million quid because it, you know, you've got to give these lads a chance, and Trent Alexander-Arnold got a chance, and is arguably, you know, one yeah. of the best right backs I mean, in the country. He's selling him for twenty-five million, but where are you reinvesting that money? In, well, we're in, not in a, in a, exactly, yeah. or in a player yeah. that you don't know if he's going to be any good or not. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, look yeah. at the likes of you know Lazar Markovic and players like that that Liverpool have bought in in recent years. Big money for him as Big well. Big money for those, yeah, exactly, yeah. and they've not really hit the ground running. No. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Anyway, thanks very much, gents. Thank it's you, Steve. It's always Thank a pleasure. Money. This has been Premier League Daily. Don't forget to check back tomorrow. We'll have another podcast for you. We're all excited for the start of the Premier League season Friday night at Anfield Liverpool against Norwich City so that's a 1-0 Norwich coupon buster <laughs> <laughs> you reckon, yeah. Listen, if we don't wallop them 4 or 5 nil and make an absolute statement I'll, I'll, I'll be very yeah, unhappy my fantasy team stacked to Liverpool players at the moment because, <laughs> just because of that first game of the season you can join the fantasy league that we're a part of you can win a voucher for £100 to spend with classic football shirts AJR338 is the code you need to use don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode. We are daily, so your log holes will be filled with all the Premier League goodness that we'll be talking about here on the show. Don't forget to ask Alexa to enable Sports Social as well for all the latest daily updates on your Premier League club. And we'll see you next time. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled on the shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club, but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only with Sports Social. Get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.